Welcome, everybody, back to another episode of Mostly Ghostly with myself, Matthew Fisher, and on the other, my brother and ghost, Ray Booten. How are you doing over there? <laughs> Pretty good. How about you? Not too bad. Not too bad. We're, we're uh, smack dab in the middle of the, uh, the ghostly season, if you will, of October. You know what I mean? Everybody's getting, uh, getting their spook on for that. How you you getting you breaking out decorations and all that, or have you already got them? I know you raise a man like myself who keeps those decorations yearly. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I've got things uh, around the homestead all year round because for me the ghost season is all year round. They don't take a break. We just celebrate it this month. There's no but, union. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I just added one skull out front, peering out from. Uh, the other side of the glass, so that when you come up to the door and you look up, there's this face staring at you, and it's you can decide whether you want to come in or not. Hey, I support that. That's always a good, that'd be a good for all year round type deal. Leave that out there. I usually leave a severed head, a real severed head on my front steps, and then let people know if they want to come in or not. They usually don't come in, but that's kind of what I'm going for, you know? Well, I found that when you do that, you can always claim if people complain, hey, someone's got to feed the crows when they peck at it. You know, I'm just doing it for nature. Yeah. You know, today's episode kind of dives a little bit on that letting people know you don't want them around vibe. You know what I mean? Um, you know, today's episode, we get a little into the uh, Malachio, the old evil eye of things, you know, if anybody. I think everybody's caught in the evil eye at some point in their life. You know, if it's, you do something to upset somebody, and I, I like to hope that not every evil eye has a little uh, has a little bad news attached to it for you. I like to think it's just some, you know, harmless, friendly evil eye type deal. But we'll find out within the readings in, in this episode uh, what exactly uh, we're up against here. When, when we're at the grocery store and we pull into that parking space first, and you see that person that just lost to give you that look, that fucking death curse look when you when they drive by you like they're a psychopath. And that is the evil eye, my friends, that we speak of uh, in this episode. What do you think, Ray? You, I, have you indulged in giving the evil eye or receiving the evil eye in your day? Uh, giving? I make it a point not to because I realize the power that's behind it. Uh, receiving? I do regular rituals to make sure that uh, anything negative sent my way is blocked and rejected. I like that. So I like that. I like that. Yeah. It's all uh, the the whole, that, that, that evil ideal is very uh, obviously an evil thing, an evil eye situation, you know, so you don't want to get tied up in that. Well, you don't know. You never know what's out there. I mean, whether you piss someone off or what's going on, it's someone may have thrown something your way. Yeah, uh, you might not be aware of it. So, you, doing a, re- a ritual on a regular basis to break all those things, yeah, uh, to repel them, things that you may not even know are there. To me, that's something I recommend for most people. Yeah, I'd agree with that because you figure, you know, with all there's a lot of negative people out there, negative stuff that you know. I'm sure a lot of that's being kicked around and. You know, uh, to the point of maybe even people, you, you know, whenever you see the, all the, these, these characters that would do the evil eye, they're always very wicked and sinister and such. And if that is any true to the character of this, 
then uh, I, I can see people out there just giving out the evil eye for no reason at all but the curse people, you know, not even have an issue with somebody, unless an issue is needed, which we'll, we'll, we'll figure out within the episode. But it's almost like a weird, it's like shooting a bullet into a crowd almost, because sending that energy out there, uh, it's almost it, 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 like that. Like if you hit somebody else, you know, hit an innocent bystander, so to speak, with that eye, because it's just throwing, it's throwing negative energy on somebody, right? It is, and you may not be aware it's coming your way, but let's say you're stressed in life, you're tired, something's going on, then you're suddenly susceptible. Yeah. And you're open to it, you're susceptible to it, and that's why uh, cleansing and rejecting, that's, that's a key thing to do to make sure nothing tags you by mistake. You didn't right. pick something up from someone else or someone you don't know is uh, throwing that at you. No. Did you know the evil eye to be known as the uh, Malachio or did you just know it strictly as the evil eye? Uh, both ways. Yeah. My mother yeah. was Ita- my mother was Italian. I was familiar with it. It's an Italian word? Yep. Yeah, I, I never I never heard the Malachio until until uh, this this topic came up. But I, I know the evil eye, of course. The evil eye is one of those things. It's another one of those things that have kind of been taken in by pop culture and been talked about and maybe joked about so much that it's become common. You know, like when we talk about Ouija boards and, you know, stuff like that, where it's just um, even those creepy pasta type games where, like, they're, 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 no, they're so known about and they're, like, labeled harmless and such that people can easily go dive into it and really find themselves in a, an issue. It's like a gin type deal where they they make them seem to be Robin Williams friendly, and then you get tied up in one, and then you find yourself in a problem. Well, the basis of it, if you go back, I mean, the cultures that it came from, Italy being where it was one of the ones where it was very strong. Yeah. Um, in the past, they took it very serious. It's a serious thing where you're casting evil at somebody. Yeah. And they didn't joke about it. And, uh, they would take measures to either prevent it or to get rid of it. Yeah, the evil evil eye is a superstitious curse or a legend believed to be cast by a malevolent glare, usually given to a person when one is unaware, uh, which is like, that's scary because you can't protect yourself. That's why what you're saying about that, you know, continuing to just drop in those protection things um, from time to time is a good thing. Many cultures believe that receiving the evil eye will cause misfortune or injury. Uh, while others believe that it to be a kind of supernatural force, force that casts or reflects a malevolent gaze back upon those who wish harm upon others, especially innocents. Um, talismans or amulets uh, created to protect against the evil eye are also frequently called evil eyes. So they call the stuff to like almost ward it off evil eyes as well, like a mirror type deal. Yeah, it's a mirror to project it back at the person. Usually, the whatever the talisman is, usually takes the shape of an eye. Okay. So that so that when you cast it, it has like you just said, it has like the mirror effect of turning it around back on the person. Okay. Um, the other thing is that in many cultures and many beliefs, that when you um, cast evil, it comes back at you mul- uh, multiple times, uh, magnified. Yeah. And that fits right in here, that you throw it out there and then uh, it's bounced back right on you. And you're worse off than the person you were throwing it at. 
Yeah, it makes sense because you had to go into that that bad place to conjure up that negative negativity to throw at him. You know what I mean? So it makes oh, yeah. sense that it would come back double fold on you. Oh, there's always there's always a high price to pay when you're dealing with anything that has to do with the evil and negative. Yeah, are you familiar with the horror movie Pumpkinhead? Oh yeah, yeah. Where the Ed Harley asked uh, Lance Henriksen, his character has to make a uh, like a pact with like the devil, so to speak, to bring back this demon that'll reap his vengeance for him. But in in, in return, it like takes his soul and life and such. Very yeah, spiritual. Yeah, that's one of my fa- that's one of my favorite movies. I think Lance Henriksen uh, himself did an excellent range. Yeah, showed he showed he had more range than sometimes they gave him credit for later. Yeah, and that uh, especially especially in his relationship with his son and his caring, but the story behind it that uh, you associate with evil or you try and use it, there's a price to pay. It comes back and it takes you. Yeah, and that's that's the evil eye. Yeah, or one aspect of it. Yeah, it's a tale as old as time. The evil eye oh. feels like one of those things that have been around since day one. Uh, yeah, it's a, a form of cursing and, uh, using curses and using evil against people has been around forever since people, uh, have been able to do it. Uh, whether it's look, speak, whatever, just a bad, have a single bad thought about somebody. It has been around for ages. I feel like it, it originated at like when people would do you ever see a moment when somebody says something so crazy or like foolish that you give them, you give them like that crooked eye look. Like what? Like you can't even believe that they went there. I almost, I almost feel like that was like a beginning to the evil eye type situation where, like, you know, they'd give him that horrified, like, angry look. Like I can't believe you just said that, and it went from that, like the old stink eye. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, and then you add in the, the 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 dark, the dark, wishful thinking, wishful thinking in it of you know hoping bad things for somebody. Yeah, I can also. I can also see that, like, sometimes when someone says something that pisses you off and human nature, whether it's trying to be polite, politically correct, whatever it is, depending upon the social situation, someone says something that bothers you. You have that quick flick of the eye, like, uh, and in that quick, quick glance before you control yourself again, yeah, you have that, that look that would kill, and then you, you go back to being proper and, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, bye, I got to leave. But you you threw it. You threw that negativity at him. Yeah. That's more of that naive, like, there's a lot of naivety with uh, current, you know, the, the ghost hunting and spirit spirit calling and, you know, demon capturing, like, in creepypasta stuff where there, a lot of people can think, oh, well, like, they don't, it's like they, they put all this faith in it being powerful to help somebody else, but they don't believe in the power flipping back on them. Like, Oh, it's okay. Well, that's, you know, I'm, I don't want to be involved anymore. So I'm just going to remove myself. And they think that that's kind of the end of it. You know, if you take anything that is evil and powerful and that can bridge a dimension from the other side to here. And that thing has probably been around for thousands and thousands of years you've got to basically be an idiot to think you can play it and you yeah. can use it. Cause once it's got, once you attach to it, it attaches to you. You may say, okay, I'm over. It's on the other side going, it's not over. Yeah. I got you. Well, we get a couple idiots in the world. I think, you know what I mean? There's one or two of them out there that might try some crazy shite like that. 
Um, you know, the ideas, uh, the idea expressed by the term causes may, uh, many different cultures to pursue protective measures against it. The concept and its uh, significance vary, uh, vary widely among different cultures, but it is especially prominent in the Mediterranean and West Asia. The idea appears multiple times in Jewish rabbinic literature. Uh, it was a widely extended belief among the many Mediterranean and Asian tribes and cultures that charms and decorations with eye-like symbols known as nazars, which are used to repel the evil eye, are a common sight across Cyprus, Greece, Portugal, Brazil, Israel, Georgia, Armenia, Armenia uh, Azerbaijan, Albania, Algeria, Tunisia, Lebanon, Turkey, Palestine, Egypt, Jordan, not Michael Jordan, Saudi Arabia, Bangladesh, Iran, Iraq, Italy, Nepal, Pakistan, parts of India, Utah, Morocco, <laughs> southern Spain, parts of Mexico, Malta, Montenegro, Romania, Bulgaria, the Balkans, the Levant, Afghanistan, Syria, and Bahrain, and have become uh, a popular choice of souvenir with tourists. Um, that could be darkness, right? Bringing that, bringing that little uh, keepsake home to idolize on your on your on your on your uh, mantle or some somewhere in the house, you know, to, to flock over and tell all your friends to come over. Look at this! Look how great this is! I found it and give it the power. Uh, hopefully, hopefully, if it's been crafted right and it is uh, an amulet to protect you, hopefully it'll do its job. I feel like it is crafted very not right. I feel like it's crafted for like two cents, if that. Like, like they put for all the they, they if it costed them a, a half a penny less to put, I worship the devil in the middle of it. Then that's what they're all like praying over. Um, other popular amulets and, and talismans used to ward off the evil eye include the Hamsa. While Italy, especially southern Italy, employs a variety of other unique charms and gestures to defend against the evil eye, including Comicello, uh, the Sumerata, and the sign of Homs, horns. Yes, yes, sir. Um, yeah. So, I mean, they got, they got gestures. Do you know of any of the hand gestures or anything that is used to ward off? Well, a lot of times... In current society, people make a mistake, and they think when someone closes a fist and they raise up uh, just two fingers, not in the victory sign, but the little finger and that that first one, to the sign of horns, they think that someone that's the sign, that's the sign of the devil. It's not. Basically, that is a sign to warn ward off evil. What this right so here? That's it, and it's okay. it's been changed around. Uh, by diff or misin misinterpreted by different people over time. That's one. The other is uh, place your thumb in between the first two fingers. Yeah, that's that like protect you. that protects you. Okay, so for anybody listening out there, it's kind of like a, when you do the "I got your nose" gag with a kid. It's where your thumb would go in between your fingers. And the first one that he talked about was the, the typical rock and roll sign that you see a lot rock and people do, where it's just, you know, the, the two middle uh, fingers, you know, uh, your ring finger and your middle finger tucked down with your thumb over it and your pinky and your index up. That, that's the original, the first one he was talking about. 
So then and the second one was the, they're both protection, you said, Ray? They're both protection. Yeah. The one, the, basically the one where you uh, insert the thumb yeah. in between the fingers, that's kind of, if you don't trust somebody, uh, you use the old, uh, uh, the old habit and that you would like keep one hand in your pocket and you would out of sight and you would make your hand that way. Mm-hmm. And that way, if they cast something towards you, it would kind of like bounce off. It wouldn't reach you. And oh, so it's kind of interesting. Like, instead of throwing it up in their face, you know, you meet somebody, they're kind of shady, just being a safe side. You're talking to them, got your hands in your pockets. That's what you do with your hand. You're protected. So for anybody out there that works in the entertainment business like me and Ray do, you might want to constantly keep your hand duct taped in your pocket in that position. <laughs> <laughs> I dig that. I like the hand gestures. That's kind of cool. Um, is it just those kind? Those those, or are there any more? Uh, those those are the most common, um, yeah. and then the, the easiest to recognize. And the souvenirs they were talking about are kind of those eye, like chiseled out eyes and stuff that we're talking about. They probably do on the cheap. You know what? What, what type of souvenirs you think they're talking about? Uh, when they're talking to souvenirs, yeah, they're talking about the cheap. I don't know how effective they would be or not. The similar self made symbol itself may have some power yeah. but i don't think i don't think we'd have a lot that's that's just a tourist trade and it, in a situation like this do you think that you can put power into it like in other things with your faith you put power into them you know what i mean do you think that even if you get a uh you know like a kind of a joke of a of, of a of a of a of an item that's just like the physical if your your belief behind it you think that would impact it in a positive way at all or enough I to help think- I think the belief, also possibly ritual. Yeah. And by ritual, I mean uh, anybody who has crystals will recognize it. You uh, you cleanse them. Uh, you can use running water to cleanse them. Uh, keep them in the dark at night during the daytime. You'll take them out and you put them in the sun to charge them. There's also a breathing technique to charge them that links them to you. Okay. Uh, you can do similar rituals and similar things with the eye symbol. Uh, and praying over it to charge it, so to speak, yeah. to uh, make make it effective. But right off the stand, no, that's that's just a tourist gimmick. Yes, yeah, you know, there's so many tourist gimmicks out there. Unfortunately, do you like do do the stones? Will stone stones play a part in the protection of this? I know they play protection in other things. Uh, they can because they they kind of universally there are stones that will help ward off evil. Uh, obsidian is a very good one. Uh, yeah. There are several others that uh, will push evil back no matter where it comes from. And they yeah. they will help with these. I mean, if, if someone's going to do the eye thing, if that's a concern, you're probably better off sketching the eye out yourself and thinking very carefully on the purpose of the eye. Yeah. And putting something into it. And then just carry that in your pocket. Yeah, I was going to say, did you have you ever recommended for people to get maybe like a little pouch of a mixture of different stones to kind of keep in their pocket? It's just kind of like a, like a positivity pouch, so to speak. Uh, I want to market that right now. Actually, the positivity pouch, mostly ghostly, will be selling. Um, and you, it comes with a, a pouch, a small pouch, uh, the size of a scrotum sack. And it will be... Filled with stones that Ray Boo. 
uh, it'll be filled with stones that Ray Boone handpicks himself to go into that pouch that'll bring positivity to your everyday life. Um, only nine ninety nine while supplies last. But uh, what do you think about this, something like that? If somebody carried around a, po- a pouch in their pocket of some rocks that, like, we're all for all different multiple reasons positive for them. Okay, I have um, I have a pouch I wear all the time. Yeah, I mean, except when I'm in my own home, I have a pouch I wear all the time, which has uh, stones and objects in it. Uh, that is part of my protection, and it, it's uh, it's always with with me. I wear it around my neck, but under my shirt, close to my heart. Yeah, and that is always there. Um, one thing going, and it goes back, uh, goes back partially to a Native American tradition is that you may have a medicine bag and you have a medicine pouch. Uh, whatever is in there, you never tell anybody because it is part of your power. Yeah. And if they know what's in it, they can gain power over you. Interesting. So I have my pouch that I wear. And part of it is to uh, help amplify my own personal power. And part of it is for protection of anything outside of me so that it can't touch me. Yeah. Now, I know that you're very in tuned with, like, the spirit. Feel. If, if somebody had a, had a hatred for Ray Booten and they seen him, let's say, at a convention or something, sign an autograph, Insomniac DVDs, and they shot you weren't even you didn't even see them and they shot you like some evil some evil do you think you would feel that enter your orb or you th- what do you think uh what i know from the past and in going into places um what usually happens is uh, as far as my aura goes i put up a and it's using a technique that traits back to the flower of life and it's the Melchizedek method, but it keeps this active, what you would call energy shield around me that very little can penetrate. And if something tries to, I usually feel like a disruption in it. And I I start to feel that. And then I just uh, say a few chants of prayers under my breath and kind of reinforce it. But usually I I can feel it. um, I can feel it when I go into a place, when I meet somebody, I went into an antique place uh, several months. Uh, actually, it was just before the whole COVID thing. Yeah. And I was walking around, and I walked up to a room, and I just stopped. And I went, nope, I'm not going in there. And my wife came by, and she's an empath, and she went to go in a room and says, I feel something. I went, yep, those shoes over there. There's something real nasty coming off those shoes. So usually nasty I can feel. Mm. Whether it's off a person or whether it's an object, I would have put those shoes in a category, those old shoes in a category of um, haunted, possibly haunted shoes. I wouldn't want to bring them home. Yeah. But it's a thing where a lot of those things bounce off me. I get a feeling for, and I just kind of reinforce my shields. I feel like I'm on uh, Starship Enterprise saying shields up. Uh, (laughs) But they're. It's yeah, I I tend to feel that a lot, and I can be out somewhere, and it's just I get an aw- awkward feeling. I can turn in the direction of it, and you know, if there's someone over there glaring at me, it's kind of like, oh, I must have pissed him off with something I did. <laughs> <laughs> that could be supermarket, that could be shopping, whatever. I don't know, but I can usually feel that coming at me. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought you might be able to like to have a, that tune into that. You know, the, uh, the corno, you familiar with the corno, the scissor? It was like an am- it's a, one of the amulets that they have, I believe. You know, it's a, um, a golden amulet or a charm, such as an open scissor, uh, a hand, uh, the corno, which means horn, are placed on a newborn's baby diapers. This is done to ward off the malachio, more commonly known in English as the eyes. You know what I mean? Which is a type of the evil eye, I assume to be true. Um, but that wasn't when you were putting up that what we know what we know to be the rock and roll symbol. That wasn't what you were talking about with that corno thing, right? No, I wasn't. I wasn't talking about that. The symbolism with the um, with any sort of scissors. Yeah, uh, it's, to me, it would be kind of to cu- cut the connection with the evil. Right. Yeah, it almost feels like they're connected with the horn. I mean, if you were going to go for the scissor, you'd do the index and middle. You know what yeah. I mean? I, I assume. But um, and with that, with that, with the whole uh, the when they do that rock and roll, you know, symbol, like it's the whole it's horns. Is that supposed to be like you're getting the, the devil back at you type thing, or how's that? That's uh, yeah. It's it's basically turning it around, throwing it back at him. But a lot of people, it's it's kind of interesting. Is if if you take that horn, yeah, and then you extend extend the thumb, that means love. What's really interesting is if you think about it, I've seen that. I've seen rock and roll people do that before. And if you think about it, if you do the rock and roll with the extended thumb, it's also like three quarters of like a Lucifer face, like the Lucifer thing we know of, like the goat head type deal, or one of the things we know it has to be, you know? Uh, I forget the name. It has a name. I forget the name right now. You're talking about the goat face? The goat face. It's like the pentagram behind. You always see it, the human body with the goat face, and it has like yeah. the hand. The hands are doing a weird gesture, usually. You, usually the hands will have a couple of fingers up. Yeah, like a weird, yeah, like a weird, yeah. L- like a weird Boy Scout or Cub Scout sort of thing. It's the like two Spock, the three doing the up. Spock, doing the satanic Spock. Yeah. Uh, live long and prosper, but uh, live, live not so long and rot. I don't know, shit. But... Uh, yeah, I always assume that that, you know, that's what I, it, it kind of looks like that dude's head a little bit when you put the thumb out like that, when you think about it, because it's got that weird triangular, like with the horns, it has like a weird deal going, but, um, and the goat with the ears, I should say not, was it the little, it has those little goat horns, I think, right? Yeah, but the ear with the ear, the weird ears and stuff, it almost, I think it forms like a pentagram if you like connect all the dots or something. There's so much weird, you know shapes and, 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 you know, all that, and all that Satan stuff, you know what I mean? Especially well, when you, the triangles. When you get a lot of the Satan stuff, quite often when you get the, the images, the horned, uh, the horned goat, the devil, um, what they hold up quite often is three fingers because they're mocking the Trinity. Okay. That, that's a symbolism of three fingers up or if someone is uh, doing something they, they're scratched, quite often there's three scratches. True. And that, that's the mock, the trinity. Yeah, interesting, interesting. So this, uh, you know, going, going back to this corno, the horn thing, you know, the golden silver twisted horns uh, of all sizes are, are worn around the neck to ward off uh, Malachio by Italians and Italian-Americans. Um, large red horns can be seen suspended from car mirrors. Red is a lucky color. 
Now, is red a lucky color? I know in certain situations, I know like witches red had that red room sometimes in their house. So, the, and, and I know red's big in the Satanist thing where of, of co- red color, you know, like red lights and stuff like that. You know, I know the black and white checkers is big in in there too, but the the red is always something that comes back. I'm not sure on the red. I know that rubies, which are red, are a power. Yeah, it's a power power color, and that's a power stone. Yeah, the, maybe the, that's... the ruby. It might it might partly come from that. Um, uh, you can get raw ruby, and it doesn't cost that much. And combine it with the stone, the stones that you carry or have at home to magnify your own power or their power. Yeah. Um, just don't go to a jewelry store where where uh, they've cut it down and charge your arm and a leg. Could the Italians just think that red's a lucky color because they love spaghetti sauce or gravy so much? <laughs> the world will never know, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, throughout the old world, fear and belief in the evil eye still exist today. Different cultures wear their own type of protection. Uh, another easily recognizable one is the Greek eye. Uh, it is also worn around the neck, you know, like Ray wears his. I mean, you know, you want to have your in your neck is probably where it falls in the center of your body, right? That's probably why people wear it around their neck the most. Well, you wear it around and your closer neck to your heart, but you wear it closer to your heart. And if yeah. you take your, your chakras, all of the chakras in the body below have to do with the earth and the body. Okay. From the heart up is where you you have to do with the spirit. So it's kind of like the path of the doorway in between right. is the heart is the point in the heart. So when you protect the heart, you protect it all. And by wearing it in front of the front of the heart, that's the center. Plus the heart itself um, actually, and we can, we can do a whole episode on this sort of thing later on, but mm-hmm. they did scientific studies and I've got some documentation somewhere that uh, the heart actually gives out its own energy field, and actually it is stronger than that of the brain. Interesting. Hmm. It, extends, it extends six feet out. And so it's a powerful, powerful thing, uh, the heart chakra, the heart energy. It's a very powerful thing. So by putting your sacred stones or any sacred symbol right in the heart area, you're connecting to it on a very powerful level. Yeah. Yeah, I, I always thought it was something about being the center of your body because you would have the upper half would be, you know, your heart, it would be like your heart and your brain and stuff. And then below it, you would have, you know, reproductive organs, which creates life. So I assume there would be some importance there. You know what I mean? Yeah, but when you when you go up, you go to, to the throat ch- chakra and that is where uh, literally like the throat that's where speech and communication comes from hmm. um yeah. you, you can go up to the where the third eye is seeing into uh beyond the physical world and then when you go to the crown chakra it's connecting with the upper world and it all starts there in the heart and goes up and like you were saying that you, when you go down to the lower chakras um the base chakras run uh, located right at the bottom area, right where uh, your reproductive organs are. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you've got the physical going down, and you've got the spiritual going up, and a pathway between the two of them are connected at the heart. Yeah. You know, the Greek eye is also worn around the neck, and uh, it, it's blue with black dots inside. 
encircled with a gold or silver trim. The Greek words for evil eye are baskanya or matasma. Now, do you know what the, what the reasoning for the black with the, with the blue dots inside, other than they want to rock a boombastic, you know, style <laughs> rock on their chest like some rapper? But, um, does the black, does the blue with the black dots have any, uh, like significance to it? I don't, I don't know in the culture what the, uh, the blue and the black stand for. I'm not I like that color that. scheme. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not sure on that yeah. one. It's interesting. Greek, though. Greek might have a different, whole different outlook on everything, you know. We got envy here uh, that is a cause of uh, the evil eye, I think. They go, Malachi can arise without a person having any special powers, such as the overlook, um, which is a curse slash evil eye. I guess that's, that's people can give it, I guess. They call it the overlook, almost like the shining, which is funny because the overlook hotel shining. I find that very weird. Uh, maybe that was a, tie, a, a Stephen King tie-in, um, which is uh, the cursed evil eye. You know, the eyes are caused uh, more times without the offender's knowledge. Uh, this is one of the reasons that babies and young children are often spit upon three times by their parents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, etc. Are you familiar with that? I have not. No. That must be, that's a weird one. I've never heard of spitting on your kid three times. No, I've, I've, I haven't heard of that one. That, that one, uh, I've never seen that done. And I don't even know why they would do that, like to show that they don't care about, tell people, hey, look, I don't care about this, so I don't care. It's a type deal. That's weird. I don't know. Well. When they do care, you know? I mean, um, if I would be guessing is that the, the spit is part of your body fluid. It's part of you. And by spitting on the child three times is a whole, three is a, a sacred number. And you're giving part of yourself to maybe to protect the child. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's just to me that is something that uh, I've never come across in my life. From the Church of Jeffrey Epstein over here, I feel like um, it could be worse than spit. So I guess we'll let him get get away with the spit. But that is kind of one of those weird culture things that I don't quite understand, or I don't think neither of us really kind of. At least we don't get down with that. Um, you didn't spit on any of your grandkids or children, did you, Ray? <laughs> Not after birth, at least. No, no, no. No, good uh, man. Good man. Uh, no, you're a good man. Um, fortunately, most uh, recipients do not actually get sprayed with spittle. Okay. It is more or less a tutu sound. Nonetheless, it wards off the effects of the evil eye and coupled with the term God bless him or her. You know, that's almost just as crazy as spitting on them. It, tip to you do the you know what i mean uh yeah but people you know when i guess when you're raised to believe something for so many forever that uh at that point it's just like let's just go through the motions to keep everybody happy and yeah you know if it works out beautiful if it doesn't hey it is what it is it's 2020 no, I, I think it's starting to come back. My mind is uh, kind of racing through several other things. If you're talking about the breath, yeah, and there are several meditation techniques that require a sharp breath to activate what you're doing. Mm. So the sharp breath, kind of like the that poof sort of thing. What to the baby? Like is that like the slap on the butt type deal? Or no, no. This, this one here is like when that sharp breath coming out. You're Projecting that light force out. Okay. 
out of yourself. Now, if it's three sharp breaths, it also ties into um, not only the Trinity, but if you go back to um, the Old Testament, where God breathed, breathed life into, God's breath is life. And people are using their breath and the three numbers to be very much uh, three times to kind of uh, mimic or bless in the same way and giving a protective life, a protective force from their life into that child with those breaths. That I can understand with the breath. The, the spit, no, but the breath I can understand because of the symbolism in ancient scripture and uh, how it's used in some uh, meditations. I can understand with the breath, the breath of life and three times the uh, Holy Trinity. Yeah, to protect the child. Now I can begin to understand it once you take the actual spit out of it. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Makes sense. Hey, that's how they set it up. They wanted to add clickbait. Um, there's also non-intentional malachio, which is, uh, you know, this is a headache that does not seem to quit. Aspirin, Tylenol, or any other brand name, pain relief will not ever work on the eyes. You know, so I think they're trying to play the eyes off as a migraine. Um, like maybe back in the day when people got migraines, an excuse for it would be the, the eye or something. S the term sleeping on the eyes uh, is a term used by uh, those who perform the prayers to dispel them. It means exactly what it implies. Going to sleep with a whopper of a headache uh, serves to make the headache even worse upon awakening. The eyes tear, uh, uh, tear accompanied by exhaustion and a general feeling of malaise with some depression or anxiety. Uh, those are two big things everybody got nowadays. When someone has a severe affliction, the person who can remove the eyes will actually become nauseous. Uh, there are instances when the prayers must be recited several times. So much like a curse, when people do exorcisms and such, and raising curses, they got to do it multiple times. Um, yeah, that was weird, you know, with the, you got the, you know, it's like you got the, it's almost like a demon. It's all, they're making it almost like a demon, you know. But there really isn't much difference between somebody throwing negative energy on you and throwing a demon on you, right? Well, in a lot of cultures, um, particularly ancient cultures, Mm -hmm. the, the physical illness was always tied into a spiritual problem. Yeah. Um, disease is being uh, dis at ease. I mean, you know, you're not at ease. That is what the disease is. And it's tied quite often into energy fields and it's tied often in, into the spiritual. So if you're talking a migraine and they're associating the evil eye with the migraine and doing a ritual for it, it makes sense in the older cultures and we've gotten away from that. Now it's kind of like, Oh, you got a headache. Don't look at what might be causing it, whether it's your behavior, your diet, or even your mental or emotional or spiritual state. It's kind of like, no, just take this medicine. Yeah. Mask it. Don't heal it. Right. And they were looking to heal it on a spiritual level first. And quite often, like a lot of the healings I know of that, um, in older cultures, they would have sacred, uh, herbs that they would use and they would use prayers and even if you go back again to native american i mean you take the birch the birch bark which is basically they used to use uh for headaches but it 
aspirin is a derivative of a chemical found in a birch bark. And Where did like, birch beer from? That bark? I don't, uh, I don't know, but it's kind of like they knew <laughs> things and they connected the body and the spirit and you had to balance the two of them. So when the mind was off, they would incorporate, they would think that something was wrong spiritually. Yes. Uh, possibly the person was cursed or something negative had attached to them. So they would do the spiritual aspect of it and then take care of that. They would not ignore that like we do today. Yeah. It's true. Well, Native Americans were on everything first. You know what I mean? It's weird that they were, they were on everything first and very spiritual and stuff, and we kind of uh, look where they are now. You know what I mean? Uh, they didn't fit into our agenda. Very unfortunate. Usually, positive things usually don't, you know. But there are a lot of cultures, particularly if you're talking Middle East and you're talking Asia. Uh, I think it's called Ayurvedic medicine mm-hmm. over in India. Yeah. That uh, uses a lot of the herbs be- that affect the energy systems in your system to balance the energy. Um, and if you go into China, you get acupuncture. Uh, Japan has acupuncture. Yeah. That's energy balance. But they believe in the complete picture. You have to take care of the energy and your system and body, and you have to take care of your mind and your spirit as well. So, yeah, one of the things when you're sick is they're going to look to the spirit, what might have uh, brought you down there, uh, to make sure something hasn't attached you, and clear that out, and then treat the body if there's anything afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. You know, there's an intentional... Malocchio as well, you know, this is not propitious. Women have had miscarriages, accidents, or whatever else the person inflicting uh, that facture, uh, better known as a curse, projects on them. Fortunately, even in a deliberate infliction of a Malocchio can be removed, thank goodness. However, it, much, uh, it is much more difficult for the party who is performing the removal of the facture uh, Animals, crops, automobiles, homes, etc. are not exempt from the eyes, which I believe that. And you want to hurt somebody, people would rather take a hit. You probably, people would rather you kill them than crumble the shit around their life. You know what I mean? Um, various methods can be utilized for persons who do not wish to wear the cornos or the horn uh, charm amulet that we spoke, spoke of before. Um, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, what are you, you want, you like, really hurt somebody, you go after what they care about, not exactly them, you know what I mean? That's old, old mafia thinking for you. Well, yeah, and also the, uh, the mafia came out of Italy, and that's where the evil eye is very, very, amen, brother, amen. I like that, that connection. I didn't even put that together yet. That was good. Um, yeah, I wonder, I've always been, like, very curious to, to read up on, the mafia, like what those big, what those founding father mafia folks actually thought of religion. I know that they held it high and like feared God and stuff. And they gave, uh, you know, money and respect and all that. And uh, gave a lot of leeway to to the church when they were doing crazy things and such Um, because of the God thing, you know? So I know they're very, they're spirit. There is spirituality in there. There is fear of the, of the, in a business where killing is your business, you gotta, you know, you gotta, you're one on one with the, uh, you're very spiritual, I assume, you know what I mean? You think about death a lot, probably in that field. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I wonder what the, what their whole deal, what they really believe, because I know they don't believe the Bible religion. You know what I mean? You know how different people 
their their religion kind of bends to benefit their actions, so to speak. Like I'm sure I'm sure they you know murder wasn't quite a big deal as it was in the Bible in their life because they did it all the time. It was more of a you know you they find loopholes within the Bible where there's you know Davy and Goliath type stuff and uh, it's uh, you know like they can excuse their actions for you know. Or Cain killing a uh, Cain killed Abel, right? Or Abel killed Cain. Cain killed Abel, I think. Yeah, yeah Cain, like they can Cain say, well, that Abel, was yeah. in there. They can find that in there and say, well, you know, hey, where, where Cain? Sorry, but you know, you know, one of those things. So, like, it'd be interesting to sit. It would have been interesting to sit down with one and get a get a real story, real behind closed door scenes of what they what they actually feel. Um, what they're what what it is because they are I think overall like Catholic right the Italian aren't they mainly yeah Italian? it's yeah. very very heavy in Catholicism um, as far as their belief in it uh, don't know not going to go there yeah I know it's a bend the rules type situation and I would too I'm not judging um, but I'd love to sit down and it would never happen but I'd love to get. Yeah, I don't even think it's possible to happen in reality, but like, you know, it'd be cool to find out like what the, what the actual, I'm sure there was like some unwritten Bible code of, of it, you know what I mean? Just like the unwritten law they had of, you know, you don't rat on each other and all that shit. There was like, well, that was their Bible, I guess. Whatever that code was, what code was, was probably their Bible, probably their Bible. So uh, that's it right there. But, uh, you know, at home. At, going back to this corno and the, and the horn charm amulet, you know, at home it is never a bad idea to place an open scissor between the bed mattress and the box spring. Have you ever heard that? Uh, yeah, it goes back to to be a, being able to cut the ties to evil. It's very symbolic. Do you know why it's within the bed? Uh, protect you while you sleep. Okay, makes sense, I guess. You know. Uh, it's never a bad idea. They say they support that, which is nice. Um, but I guess, yeah. So uh, this wards off evil while the physical body sleeps, like Ray says. It is also a protective measure for astral travel, OTBs, um, for uh, for more. You know, which is I didn't think that would get into it. Astral travel. I didn't see that coming. Have you ever heard of that being them being tied together like that? Well, if you're out of your body, your body and your spirit are very vulnerable while you're out of it, and you want to have protection, and that would be one 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 of the ways to protect it. If someone has tried to curse you or put the evil eye on you, yeah, uh, because that you're in a very vulnerable state there, disconnected with you with your body, and uh, evil at that point can kind of have its way with you unless you have protection. Yeah. Because you know, once, you, once you're out of your body, you're you're in another dimension and you're on their turf, so to speak. So protection yeah. is very important. Right. Well, for sure, always. Protection is the biggest thing. We, Me and Ray always push that. Protection is key. Whether you're talking about things or diving deeper in, always keep yourself protected. You know, also it says wearing something red is also helpful. Going back to that red thing again, I mean, you don't really find any significance in that, right? Like, is red people shouldn't, you know, be wearing red shirts to to ward off bad energy, right? What do you think? What's your take? I don't know. The only thing I, the only thing that might come to mind is at one time is 
is red is also the color of blood and blood was the life force. I don't know. I don't know if there's any connection there. I'd be curious to check that out. It says it could be anything as simple as an undergarment or a handkerchief. So like maybe the, the gang, the bloods were onto something, you know what I mean? I wonder if there's a crip side to this deal too. Uh, the well, whole yeah. Well, you know, if you don't look, if you don't look good in red, you know, just slap those red undies on and feel good. And you're protected. <laughs> you're protected at the same time. That's true. You got that right. That's true. That's true. Um, a strung of garlic sold in an artificial plastic form is more than a decoration. Garlic is another instrument of warding off evil. The garlic's uh, strand is hung outside the entrance of the home, office, or shop, etc. Garlic also comes into play with, uh, you know, vampires and Dracul. From our yep. previous episode, vampires gar- evil. So, do do you believe garlic plays a plays a role in warding these things off? Um, traditionally, in a lot of traditions, yeah. obviously, from what we've come across, it it does. Um, how effective it is, I don't know. I'm not going to judge it. That might yeah. have to do do with the believer, and you know, if it's part of their culture, then uh, then it may work because they believe it'll work. Have we ever gotten into why it might work? No, I keep on telling myself I got to check that out, and I keep on forgetting to check it out. We should do a spiritual foods episode, Ray. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that would keep. I've always thought that was just old wives' tale, jokey movie mumbo jumbo for vampires putting out garlic. You know what I mean? Like the garlic necklace. Another thing that they've made fun of that you know, I guess you're supposed to respect in the supernatural realm. Also, red hot peppers. Uh, they're also displayed outside of the entrance of any home, etc. They too can be in in plastic or fresh. Have you heard about that? They go with the red thing again, and I don't know. I almost feel like hot stuff would be evil spirits would probably like hot stuff. That'd almost be a summoning tool. Well, I don't know. Maybe red is uh, something that hot stuff is what they don't want. If you equate hell with heat, yeah. Yeah, I know, but I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. I don't know. Red's real big in this one on this evil eye. Like, red, red, uh, red, red. I, I haven't heard red brought up so much in anything else more than. Uh, I know uh, in, in, in certain cultures mm-hmm. where they have um, rituals, yeah. and I don't, do not know if it's been adapted or not into. Uh, Satanism, possibly it has, yeah. but I know in very many ancient cultures, if you're talking about a temple or you're talking about a sacred place, you would have the people that would guard it and protect it. And quite often in the older cultures, the protectors were dressed in red. There's that red color again. Yeah. They were the guardians of the sacred. So red comes up again there. Yeah. Well, we get the red cloaks too, right? That was like yep, a that, satanic thing. Uh, well, the the red cloaks what would be basically what the people guarding the temple would be wearing. Who were, who were the um? There was like an army that the, that like that religion had like an army. I forget the name right now. It's it's, it's escaping me. But way way back, um, they had like 
like like the Catholics had like their own little army that would go out and do their like do their brutality for him. But I forget the name for right now. It was like a it was like a weird shadow like army. You know what I mean? Um, fuck, night night no, the Knights Templar. That's what it was. Oh, Knights Templar. Yeah, they had the uh... they were they had red. I want to say they had a red stripe on their shit. Like they, they had the red. The, the Red Cross. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. So and like so that goes back because even those dudes were questionable. You know what I mean? They they get a, we should do a show on them because I believe they were they rebelled against their their masters eventually. I believe, or they were like killed off by like like the people they were working for, like the like the Catholic Church fucking killed them off or like. Something, or they fought up against the cat. Something weird happened, I remember, but like interesting. Well, they, uh, originally they were formed to protect travelers going back and forth to the, uh, Holy Land. Yeah. And along the way doing that, they became, they became traitors and became very rich yeah. and powerful. And they became rich enough so that the King of France, um, at one time was heavily in the debt with them. Because they controlled trade routes and uh, became very, very controlling and very powerful. And he wanted to get rid of them. Yeah. And he and the Pope at the time, that I, for, I forget which one it was, kind of conspired to declare them being heretics. And they were all rounded up in a uh, well-coordinated uh, movement. And... They were tortured and killed. Now, the day they were rounded up and taken into captivity was on a Friday the 13th. Ah, yes. Yep. And many of them were tortured. Most of them were burned at the stake for their heresy. But it was, they became too powerful for the King of France and too powerful for the Pope. And so they simply made up some stories and killed them off. Yeah, they went out hard, so Alexander Hawk would say. That's um, that yeah. What a, what a, that's a story to be told right there. I wouldn't mind seeing. I wouldn't mind making that film if anybody wants to give us a hundred million dollars. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you need a little bit of money to tell that tale. Um, you know, uh, when a compliment is paid, always make the right hand into a fist. Insert the thumb, like you said earlier, between the forefinger and middle finger. Leave it uh, intact uh, until the person is finished giving the compliment. So that's interesting, even on a compliment. That I mean, you said kind of. Did you say compliment, or did you say just kind of like in general dealing with them? I said in general dealing with them. Uh, And uh, I think that that basically is that quite often compliments have two sides a right. lot of people give a compliment and and be inside yeah they'd be inside something else inside their head they're they're calling you something else and they'd be while they're being polite to your face and when they're doing that they're sending out that negative energy they're sending out that ill will hidden behind the compliment and so it kind of protects you i said you just you know you meet someone new or uh someone you think's a little shady or something like that. You just keep your hand in there, that symbol. Anyways, you don't wait for a compliment or, yeah. uh, unfortunately back when I had a full-time job, I would have to keep one hand in my pocket all the time. (laughs) Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This is, I wish I knew about this earlier in life. I probably could have had an easier ride. 
um, this is supposed to ward these people off, right? Uh, keeps the evil away, yeah. 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 You know, uh, something as small as, you know, I like your blouse warrants the thumb maneuver. Always bear in mind that the person does not have uh, a conscious intent of causing harm. They may feel a bit envious, uh, such as they like the blouse or would like to have one themselves. They might think that that blouse might look a little better on them, Ray. You know what I mean? Yeah. In our situation, that that blouse probably would look better on them than me or you. You know what I mean? Oh, I don't know. I should have used a tie. Use the example of a tie. Um, But, you know, Ray, I like that. That didn't go unheard. That was a good joke. (laughs) I like that. Um, even something as innocent as telling another that their fingernails, fingernails look great will prompt for a forewarned, forewarned Italian to move their hands out of view. Oh, they're going hard on the Italians here. You're saying you Italians are, uh, all about your, uh, all about your nails and how they look. Here's more Italian bashing. Uh, a great deal of Italians complimenting another will say something like, what a beautiful baby. God bless him or her. This is a gesture for not projecting envy, even when there is uh, no such intent. The wise person knows the element of the envy exists when the conscious, uh, well, in every conscious entity, you know what I mean? Which I don't think everybody that sees a baby wishes they had a baby. So right there, I'm going to have to say that that's, I have to call bullshit on that one. Something as innocent as a compliment can give rise to a person feeling or thinking they wish they could have such a beautiful baby. Now I set that up that they were going to give Italians a hard time. So I'll, I'll do it. Um, they also said that if an Italian person shakes your hand and says, they're happy for you, that they hate your guts and they want everything you have. No, I take that out. That was just a joke. Italians are great people. Ray is an Italian. My girlfriend is an Italian. You know what I mean? Tony Soprano was an Italian. Uh, how a person knows that they have the eye. That's a big question. I'm certain people are going to want to know whether they got this thing. Uh, maybe they'd be a little more uh, likely to be careful when they're throwing out their hate, you know. But most Italians, they're going back at the Italians. They're big on you guys. Most Italians are familiar with the phrase, make the eyes on me, please. Have you ever heard that phrase? I have not. Uh, the request is made to one who can remove them. It usually arises when someone has a bad headache. Heavy eyelids can also be a clue. Uh, so they call a hangover the eyes nowadays. The, the aggrieved individual usually is unaware that they have the eyes for certain. Do you remember how old you were the first time you heard about the eyes through Italian heritage? I don't remember. Uh... Oh, I'm trying to think. I know because my father was born in this country. Yeah. My mother was born in Italy. We had friends on both both sides of the family, quite a few. So if you were talking a holiday and a dinner or people we visited and everything like that, sometimes it might be an extended Italian family. Sometimes it wasn't. And it was mixing and matching all over the place. And... Among all that, I cannot tell you where it first came up. I can't remember. Yeah, I take that for old old country. So, like, you probably hear it from a grandfather or grandmother type deal. It's one of those things that as generations drop off, like, it just dies out with them. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you, you don't hear, you know, 
the old, 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 you know, stuff, you know, just well, not there no more. I know, I know that, uh, I'm, I know on my mother's side, I mean, she came from a, a small village in, in the mountains on an island, and a lot of this stuff was very old there. Yeah. So she, she still carried that a, a lot of that with her. And I can yeah. remember conversations later in life, but I don't remember when it first happened when I was young. Yeah. Yeah. There's Italians that eat Papaginos nowadays in 2020. So that, that's why I'm saying, that's why I say that stuff. It's okay. After the, you know, there are a signal of knowing that only the person who performs removing the eyes recognizes and feels that symbol. Um, midway during the ritual, they begin to yawn in the alternative. Yeah, uh, uh, in the alternative, they yawn after they finish their prayers. If they do not yawn, then there is no malocchio. It is just an ordinary headache. So, yeah, I guess that's uh, interesting. You know what I mean? Midway during the ritual, if they yawn. So it all depends whether if you yawn in the middle or at the end. That's very interesting. After... After the eyes are made, the victim is instructed to place some salt in a bowl of cool water um, and with their eyes tightly shut. I do want to say that we, we recently talked about the, the water, the cool water and the salt was in Creepypasta episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and with their eyes tightly shut, they rinse their face three times. Did, was rinsing the face in Creepypasta? No, I don't think so. I know there was some weird bathroom stuff. Um, rinse the face three times. The remaining salted water must be flushed down the toilet bowl. Interesting. Uh, Does that mean anything, Neil? Oh, the salt in the, the salt in the water came up when we in the episode we were talking about spiritual cleansing. Oh yes, 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 yes. Clean, cleaning the house and the power of water and the salt combined to be able to cleanse and also sprinkle some around uh, doorways and window sills. Yeah. Uh, that that came up there uh, again. The symbolism of the Trinity. If you wash the face three times, three times, yeah. Um, if they're yawning, then they're expelling the curse mm. uh, with their breath. So I can see where where some of the symbolism comes in there. Yeah, and then discarding everything, and by by flushing it down the toilet, you're not leaving it in. You know, if you throw it out your back window, then the contaminated water's in your yard, right? Etc. You just kind of sending this on away on its way by using the flushing technique even more even more bad things sent into the town sewer you know there are no book instructions for learning how to do this uh, written records are scantly and disallowed since the secret is passed on face to face for a reason the italian custom is that the eyes can only be taught to another on christmas eve exactly at midnight that's weird you ever heard anything like that nope does that have any significance other than being Christmas Eve? I think it all has, has to do with Christmas Eve and uh, the birth of Christ. And also at that time would be a powerful time for you to pick up this magic to, to uh, turn evil away. Uh, there is no ritual involved or special clothing, just the conveyance of the prayers and the correct way to say them. Uh, many practitioners use olive oil along the prayers along with them. Uh, others just recite the prayers and make the symbolic motions, which are always done on the recipient's forehead, which is the, the place to do everything, I think, right? 
Uh, it also ties in the forehead would be the third eye, your gateway True to the fact, spiritual. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's why it's there. Um, you know, there is no, let me see, there is no uh, withholding here as to what the symbolic motions are. The only reason being that uh, divulging it would violate the Christmas Eve rule. It must be keep secret until that moment. I do like hearing about the secrecy of things. Like, isn't there supposedly some seal in the Vatican that has, like, the date date of, like, the end of the world on it, and, like, people supposedly look at it and die, or something like that? I've heard heard different stories about the end of the world, uh, it being known, and it being kept a secret. Um, I haven't heard much detail about it, but... uh... Uh, yeah, yeah, remember, good, yeah, a good way to keep people from not looking would be would be to say, Same. "Yeah, you look at it, you're gonna die, man." Yeah, I mean that's a good point. That's one of those things I remember from the church days was um, there was some type of weird thing that people you, you you were told not to look at it. If you looked at it, you died, and like two people supposedly looked at it and died. Um, oddly, oddly, distance does not play a role. Uh, the forehead symbols are mentally performed with a gesture of the hand they can be done over the telephone as well no photo is needed or mental image of the person or contact now i feel like that's a little weird there should be some type of contact or you or some type of you knowing the situation i feel of um to 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 fully don't you i i feel like you would have to be somewhat invested to pull out something like that you have to get into it you know what i mean what do you think I think that uh, you might know their name. You might know a little bit or just a request from somebody. But it also goes back to if you take, uh, I mean, you can curse at a distance. But getting away from curses, if you go into Reiki, which is healing energy. Now, um, you can do remote healing. You can do the the symbols and you can do the words. I can do them here. And... The healing could be for somebody on the other side of the world. Yeah. Um, I would want to know a little bit about them. Yeah. But I wouldn't have to actually even be in contact with them. I could just send the healing out if I were doing that doing that uh, ritual. Right. But something like this sounds almost more hands-on, more of a bigger job, you know what I mean? Of It's almost like an ex- like a, like a exorcism by phone type deal, you know what I mean? Where I feel like you... That's very half-hearted to, to do anything over the phone of significance, of big importance. We don't even do mostly ghostly over the phone anymore. We're doing the Zoom now, you know what I mean? So I just that, feel like over the phone's kind of, uh, I feel like you'd have to, to really make an impact. I I could be completely dead wrong. I just feel like you there would have to be an attendance to actually, you know, lay hands on, be in there, be, you know, be there, you know what I mean? But I could be dead wrong because, like I said, you know, I do believe that, if you were to, if you 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 doing sending good vibes and prayers to somebody on the other side of the world, I do feel like they would get them and receive them, and their life would be better for getting them. You know what I mean? But I so I do believe in the power of doing things that way. But I feel like something like that might have to be. But I mean, then again, it isn't as isn't as powerful as an exorcist having a demon in somebody's body or something. But it is a curse. So I just figured it would be one of those things you'd have to be. Uh, You'd have to show up to the party, pal. I'm thinking that since it is, it, since it originates from the person, yeah. Sometimes, sometimes by 
accident. You just nailed it. The power isn't there that you uh, happens when you directly involves evil, when you're de- dealing with demons, when you're dealing with exorcism. You're not going up against that sort of power. So the intention of the person uh, doing the banishing, what they're <laughs> banishing is something that this other person put out there. And that power isn't really there. Unless, then again, if, if they're walking in... If they're walking in the dark, they may have a lot more power, but we're getting into different types of curses and, and stuff there. But the simple evil eye uh, is what you would call a lesser curse. Yeah, I agree. Easier to break, easier yeah. to put off. I mean, you've got a hand symbol that can stop it from even affecting you. And Do you the other person doesn't even need to see what the where the hand is. Do you think if there was enough hate or a powerful person putting this spell out there that it would be a bigger problem? You think it's always just kind of not an issue, not a big issue? I think it would be a bigger issue if it were a powerful person and you might go and transition from a simple, uh, you might go from the evil eye to a full-blown curse. Yeah. Which is a bit more difficult to get rid of. True. And if they are a powerful person, they may be using other forces to magnify or reinforce that curse to make it more effective. So now you're dealing with a lot more to get rid of. Yeah. It's true. You know, believing in the Malachi is not even required. Crazy enough. Remarkably, a person does not have to believe in the eyes. Many Italian Americans spoof of the idea and such an ancient remedy for a headache. Um, they simply do not believe in them. A great deal of non-Italians share the same belief. Someone can request that the eyes are done for someone else uh, who has a bad headache. They are there, but uh, they are then done without the knowledge of the afflicted person. Surprisingly, it works when they do that. Yeah. So, the most rewarding part of of doing them for the non-believers to have them suddenly announce a few minutes after they are done, my headache is gone, which makes sense. You know what I mean. It kind of goes to that whole thing, like when somebody, not to make fun of anything, but like when somebody farts and you 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 say excuse me, it like sometimes so magically the smell will disappear. It's weird, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's true. I, I've tested it myself. Anybody out there tested? It? It's weird. I've blown my mind sometimes how the smell will disappear. It's a, it's a, it's a type of magic within itself. Um. You know, but they do no. want to, yeah. I'm, I'm more the type of person that's out in grocery shopping. If I'm going to fart, I'm going to say to you loudly, I'm going to say that you smell popcorn so everybody inhales. <laughs> I love it. We could have closed the show on that. That's how great that was. Just, just joking, but yeah, it's a thought that <laughs> passes my mind. Yeah. The, Fator is not a fairy tale they want everybody to know out there in the world. You know, although the ritual involved with removal of the eyes and the ways in which they are inflicted sounds as if uh, they are uh, innocuous and medieval, uh, do not take the Fator curse, curse lightly. Thousands of years have never displayed or disproved um, Malachio. The proof lies in the fact that it is still widely practiced and believed in the old and new world in current time. Something as simple as Friday the 13th sends shivers up the spines of most people. I don't agree with that. Uh, for a witch, however, it is just a, a lucky day. It's true. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. You know, it goes into that whole thing with, um, 
you know, it's not quite as bad as a curse, but it's still kind of some bad negativity you don't want going at you. Um, I got, we could break it down real quick with, so you want me to go first or you to go? I got a, I got a short one. You might have a longer one, but it's pretty much, this is the wrap up. And what, what do we feel about the evil eye? You know what I mean? At the end of the day, uh, my two set, my two sentences are pretty much, um, I believe in throwing negativity and stuff like that on people. You know what I mean? And through the eye and all that. I do believe in that. Um, and uh, yeah, I do believe in the, in the evil eye. Ray, how do you feel about it? I believe in it, and I uh, I agree a lot with you. It is throwing that negative negativity out there at any time you do throw that negative. We don't exist isolated in the universe. I mean, we're, we have energy fields. We interact with other people. When that negative energy comes in and disrupts it, it can cause us to get sick. It can cause problems and stuff. So, yeah, there's. I think there's something behind it, and I think that uh, just as a general rule, against life overall and all of the nasties that are out there or just the negativity, whether, uh, whether someone meditates or they use protection rituals, it's, it's a good idea because you never know what's going to come out, uh, sneak up and come at you. Shizzle. That's the truth. So yeah, be, uh, be, uh, if anything from this episode, I, I, I think that the, the most valuable thing to take from this is the protection things that we talked about with the hand gestures. I think that's probably the most because that can commonly keep everybody somewhat safe. You know, if you're, if you're dealing with somebody you don't trust or don't think is uh, somebody you kind of want to be vibing with in a spiritual energy type deal, then, you know, protect yourself even from handshakes and conversation. It's true. You know, energy can jump through a handshake. So be careful, be careful who, uh, who you're getting down with over there, I guess, you know what I mean? With uh, out there in the world. So hell yeah. Uh, we want Ray, uh, myself and Ray want everybody to know that, uh, the Halloween episode, we have a big mashup Halloween episode coming. It is mostly ghostly shock treatment, behold the pill podcast and the boom cast folks all gathering with guests and all types of fun Halloween festivities. Um, doing a big mashup Halloween episode this year. Uh, we, we will be having episodes leading all the way up to Halloween and after. But uh, on Halloween Saturday, everybody keep a lookout to the Boombastic Media YouTube page because we'll be dropping a big, uh, super-duper Halloween extravaganza uh, Halloween episode mashup of everything. So anybody out there who's interested in that, there it is. I've heard a couple people ask what was going on for Halloween episodes this year of the show. And that's what's going on. We are going to be doing a gigantic thing because there's so many shows now under the Boombastic Media outlet that just doing a whole bunch of shows would be a lot of work. It's, it's almost better to join up because everybody kind of, I feel, watches this the same one. So we'll just kind of go big and make one big episode. So everybody out there, you know, follow up with that, and we'll catch you. We still got one more episode before Halloween. So we'll catch you all on that episode before Halloween. And, Ray, you want to say anything else to the folks before we sign off? Yeah, it's October. Keep it spooky. Hell yeah. Amen, brother. Ray, you got that? And we'll catch all you folks on the next episode of Mostly Ghostly.